My name is Alex. And look, I know, I'm supposed to do pop culture references that start with my name is. But those are actually pretty hard to find, and frankly, I'm surprised I've made it this long. I really only have one left, and I don't know how recognizable the intro to My Name is Earl actually is. I wouldn't recognize it, and I just listened to it on YouTube. So, my name is Alex. This is a podcast about Animorphs. You win this time, pop culture references. To Minds at Yerk. My name is Alex. I'm Megan. And I'm Tim. And we're back to talk about the second half of the Hork Bajir Chronicles. How was everyone's week? Okay, you? Pretty good. Quiet, Tim. Yeah. <clears throat> work, work. Pretty much work. Back on the old grind? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, such is life. How'd you yeah. like the book? Uh, the book is really good. Like, really good. Like, my notes are crappy because I was pretty invested in this book as I was reading it. Yeah, I feel like more happens in the back half of this. Yeah. And I, like, I know it's the same stuff that we're, like, dealing with in a lot of the books, but I truly, like, bought into it more in this one than I did in the other ones. Like, I just, I really felt for the Hork-Bajir. Yeah. Meg? Yes. Oh, I liked it too. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Um, Tim, would you like to go ahead and recap us and then we'll get into the juicy, juicy meat of the thing? Yeah, I'll do my, my shitty recap. Aldria and Dak are in the deep. They find Would a big... you say they're rolling in the deep? Uh, I actually wrote Aldria and Dak are in deep, but then I thought that sounded funny. They, uh, they find themselves in a big or i'm sorry they find a big open place to camp they meet the arn the race that lives under the deep the arn explains the origin of the hork the yurks don't prepare for battle aldria and dak value hork life very differently as they lead an army of monsters from the deep dak leads the group to attack the yurk bull that was made from the speaking tree aldria makes it to a fighter to send a message home she has to morph a jubba jubba to fend off an attack from esplin the monsters were destroyed and the yurks were defeated seven months later and the war still raged the hork losing with no Andalite support. The Andalites finally show, but they don't have enough resources for war. A small battle breaks out, and Subvisor 12 takes out an Andalite ship. Dek is sick of the Andalites' crap. Aldria acquires Alaran to find out what he's hiding. He's hiding the quantum virus, which was designed by the Arn and the Andalites to eliminate the Hork-Bajir. Alaran orders Dak and Aldria killed, but they escape with the virus. Aldria morphs a Hork-Bajir to escape, but they are caught by the Yurks. Subvisor 12 tries to take over Aldria, but is stopped by his former host. They are shot down by Andalites. The quantum virus is accidentally released. The Andalites leave the planet, and Aldria is a forever hork Epilogue, Jeremy and Kat have a daughter named Toby, and she is different. Excellent. Yep. So, uh, we, we, we see the most important Andalite character back in this, uh, in this book. You didn't mention Tim, our friend Sofor. Sofor, so good. <laughs> Returns. The most important character? I think so. Okay, alright, I'll roll with it. Yeah. Who is this character? <laughs> uh, Sofor was, uh, uh, Elfanger's like the... combat instructor. Oh, that's right, okay. And was also the name of the, uh, like, the, the last name of one of the people people in the message board that uh uh Visser 3's That's twin right. runs. That's right. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm on so for a watch. <laughs> 
Mr. Three's twin also is in this one, too. Yeah. We finally get some acknowledgement there. Yeah, and it sounds like they're on pretty okay terms in this book. Yeah. They're like, you know, hanging out, talking and stuff. They haven't had their falling out leading to uh, Esplin the Younger becoming a cannibal yet. Yep, hasn't happened. Damn, I wonder if we ever get that explanation or that, uh, that fallout. I mean, didn't he say basically that, like, yeah, he just kind of got the shit end of the stick long enough and... Yeah. I guess. That was pretty much it. Yeah. We also have uh, the the first time that, that Visser 3, Esplin 9466 almost gets into an Andalite. Yeah, I so close. about that. It yeah. also maybe makes her more sympathetic towards the Yerks. Yeah. I mean, slightly sympathetic. I mean, by the end of this, she has Yerk experience in the form of Esplin's, like, memories that he shared with her. Quirk Bajir experience and Andalite experience. Yeah. She is very well-rounded. Yeah. She has multi-classed successfully. Hell yeah. That was really, really close to, like, he was in as far as he was working the eyes already. Yeah. And, like, I was like, oh, man. And I, I never once thought about how that was going to play out, too, where uh, the the bajir who is now standing there and I guess is pretty irate, <laughs> decides to do something. He had her brain in his palps. Yep. Yeah. Do we not like the word palps, Meg? I don't know. All of it's bad. It's just <laughs> not pretty visual. Uh, let's talk about the Arn. The Arn are new. Yeah. They are new. And they suck just as bad as the Andalites. They might suck worse than the they Andalites. They might. They actually, I guess they do, because they created the Orc-Bajir just because. They're like, hey, we can well, make this planet work. Let's go ahead and make these guys to make it work for us, you know? I mean, I don't think that's inherently bad. I mean, the Elemus created Tobias, so... The chi created dogs. No, wait. Or yeah, the lights created well, the chi. I think it becomes inherently bad when you view the other half as like, like it, it is a life form and you view it as not such. Well, yes. You know, these so. are our sentient lawnmowers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I, like I, if it wasn't in, inherently bad, they made it that way. It they did terrible. It did make me appreciate the consistency with which they had been referred to as appliances, as salad shooters. Yeah. Jesus. As it turns out. That's what they are. Um, Do you really need someone to, like, take care of trees? Like, I think, like, if everybody died tomorrow, trees would be okay. I guess maybe they need the carbon dioxide, but... I imagine there's probably a a two or three step reason for that. Like, they do something for the trees, which does something for something else, which eventually... Because they don't even live in the same, like, side of the planet. Yeah. So there has to be a... I mean, they just need the atmosphere. The trees were engineered to give them the atmosphere, and the Horkfishier were engineered to Lorax. Yeah, I guess so. Yes. Yeah, though, I I kind of agree with Meg. Like, you don't really need to eat the trees to make them do what they're going to do. No, but, but, I mean, if you're going to have trees that are thousands of feet tall, probably some care and maintenance goes into that. Maybe. I'll take it. I'll take it. Clearly, none of us are gardeners. Yeah, I I really don't have any kind of argument for that, so we'll just roll with it. Um, I have a friend who who works for the company that staffs the nurseries and Lowe's and Home Depots. And my mother recently, who is also not a gardener, has taken to sending me pictures of plants that just start growing in pots that she fills with soil and means to get around to planting something in and never actually does. Oh, that's okay. And sometimes they're very cool and sometimes they are very healthy specimens of weeds. <laughs> I got, Good for your mom. I got one picture the other day that was this beautiful flowering plant, and the caption, is this hemlock? <laughs> 
There's a reason we call her Morticia. But I, <laughs> I come by my lack of plant knowledge very honestly. <laughs> oh, no. Mine is like, I come from people that love gardening and lived in a neighborhood where every street was named after a plant. Fuck, I don't know. Damn. I can't keep them alive. Excuse me. Yeah. The, the, the only plant in my adult life I have owned was a cactus that took its own life after two months. I did have a Venus flytrap growing up and then realized we don't have enough flies for a Venus flytrap. Mm. I do think the Arns suck more than the Andalites, though. Because at least the Andalites' response to the Yorks is, well, we should fight them off. And not, well, let's just engineer a kill switch into our heads. And then they'll leave us alone, probably. Like, the Arn are the most, not my problem, this does not affect me. <laughs> That's fair. Censoring myself yep. from getting too political assholes that we have met so far. Is it, is it, um, Dax, uh, Dax, it's like, you're an idiot? Yep. Okay. God and bless. He has a lot of good monologues and he speeches is. this He's time so around. so good in this. And, uh, did you guys catch that we met one of, uh, Ket Helpek's ancestors? No. There was a Helpek hanging out at one point, uh, about halfway through this half. Oh, cool. Yeah. Was it, was it Ga or whatever? Yeah, I was think so. The... Something oh, okay. like that, yeah. No, I just didn't put together that that was the same last name. Well, this is what I do. <laughs> I pay attention to tiny little details and ignore big narrative. I do feel like at least one of those monsters we've seen from Visitor 3, but I also feel like maybe all those monsters got killed? We have so seen, I don't know. We have seen one of those monsters from Visitor 3. Um, I'm almost positive it was the... See if I can find those names. It might even have been the thing he morphed in the very first book. It was early I was wondering on. that too. It was the thing with the giant mouth and all the tentacles. Oh, uh, the 12 foot wide one or whatever? No, not that one. The um, one that was 3 feet, 20 feet? No. Yeah, the 6 foot tall, very wide one with all the legs. That was not it. Um, okay. The Galalash, I believe. Yeah, 14 feet right. tall, green and red reptilian flesh, razored tentacles. Yeah, I think that was the one I was like, hi, oh, yeah, that sounds familiar. I mean, I can Google this. That's fine. Already I on like it. speculating. I am already on it. I do like... Tim, like... you cannot Google. You will see spoilers. Well, okay, good point, but it did not appear in the first book. I do like that the kind of safe all of, like, listing all these monsters is... And there's a bunch of monsters that, like, no hork stayed alive left to, like, name it. <sighs> Done. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was the Lairdathak, actually. Okay. Yeah. Bizarre tangle of living vines surrounding a ravening mouth. So, one of the other really tentacly ones. Interesting. Yeah. So, Morphine's really new. Morphine is very new. This is the first time any of the Yerks have seen it, apparently. Mm-hmm. And it is so new that even paranoid, war-crazed uh, uh, Aloran doesn't think twice about Aldrea touching him and him getting very docile as he is acquired. Yeah, I wonder if he has the power at this point. I mean, it sounds like not. Because at no point did he ever use it. But, I mean, that's fair. But um, if that's the case, it, it seems like when we read Andalite Chronicles that what happened here caused him great shame. Like, he became kind of a, took, like, Prince Sarah's place of, like, Pariah. shame. Yeah. yeah. So I doubt they'd give it to him after. True. It probably is just new enough that he's just not using it. Yeah. Well, and it has said before that, like, some Andalites don't like morphing and that only gets yeah. used as recon. True. True. Doesn't he morph a taxon later, though? Yeah. He definitely has the power. Yeah. yeah. Well, he certainly has it by the time he is taken over by uh, Esplin. Yeah. Right. I don't particularly care for the ending of this book. I think it's too quick. I think there is probably something in the middle that could have been cut, but I feel like it just strangely wraps up. 
from uh, is there like a certain point on where you feel like starts from the point that they get the container Mm. and start heading out and then it's like oh no the yurks have us but oh here's a quick reason why he doesn't um enslave her and basically at that point it was it'd been one thing if it was like they said something about how she had chose at that point to maybe stay a hork I mean, I guess they kind of did. She did say, yeah. if this happens, I'm going to die with you, basically. Um, I don't know. It's just, this virus is a big deal. A war prince essentially loses his status. Well, he still has his title, but he loses everything that goes with that. And it's kind of just like, and it's released. And it's like, okay, but did it do anything? Well, I mean, we get, and you're right, it's very quick. But we do see uh, the the former host that saves Aldrea and Doc. Like, we do see him ravaged by this virus after it's released. No, I agree, but like... But beyond that, we're just told that it We're affects. not even really told much. Like, did it kill off a bunch of people? Or a bunch of hork or did it, is it only airborne and contagious for a few hours? I mean, obviously, Horkbeter aren't going to know all these things, but like, well, there's... it's not really, you know, what... the Yerks were still on this planet when this virus was released. What we it's... do get is that it's released and that it will take time to spread because it's airborne and just spreads on the wind. Um, which, admittedly, even that is like, how do you know that that's how this is going to spread? But okay. Because uh, they're like, it's run- the wind's blowing that way. Let's run so that we're not downwind of it. Um... And I, I I, think maybe to some degree this is just one of those because the story is being told after the fact moments that we run into sometimes. But like, I think it's worth taking at face value when they say, yeah, it'll spread to some other valleys and maybe there'll be a couple of valleys that miss it. I think at some level, like, just you've got to treat the, the Hork-Bajir level of the home world as uninhabitable for Hork-Bajir it's, now. It's clearly not because the Yerks have definitely gone back to it. Because I, I, based on this, I never get the impression that Dax and, um, I just forget her name. Aldrea? Yeah, Aldrea. I never get the impression that they're enslaved. Oh, but see. their children are. Or their grandchildren are. Their great-grandchildren are. Yeah, I guess at least Aldrea, but probably neither of them could ever really be. Because as soon as a Yurk is in that head, they're gonna know who they are. Because they'll have access to those memories. But I mean, the epilogue yeah. essentially clears that up. It's, you know, they had kids yeah they died on this planet yeah um all i'm saying is that the virus that we were told books earlier is a big deal it's kind of not kind of it is very downplayed at the end here yeah well i mean i guess i've got two answers to that just in terms of why maybe one is that could be pushing a line for books targeted at kids i mean how that's more extreme than some of the other stuff we've had. I don't know, but sometimes publishers draw weird arbitrary distinctions. Um, it could also just be that, you know, this is kind of making the connection to to Andalite Chronicles, and they just didn't feel like they needed to make that the focus of it. The focus was more Aldrea and Doc and Visser 3 like, all having kind of these shifting perspectives on stuff. Don't you think there's kind of a, like it would be when you try to explain away an experience, it's sort of lessens than what you might have in your head of that experience does that make sense what i'm saying there if you don't do it well yeah 
But that's kind of how I look at this. Like, I have this image of what happened after the quantum virus was released. And I don't know that it would be as awful as I see it if it were in a story. Mm. Yeah. I guess it just from how we've always understood Hork-Bajir is that they're all enslaved. Yes. How yeah. the Andalites have explained it to our human animorphs. Uh-huh. Clearly, this is not true. And why, why do you think it's not true? Because at no point was this Andalite turned Hork-Bajir and her husband enslaved. Yeah, but they got their kids. So I'm thinking that all the... But I mean, then, okay, at the very least, there's a generation. Yeah. Or what I'm saying is, it's this book, they were not all enslaved at at one point. Sure. And and we have no way of knowing there still could be Hork-Bajir, free Hork-Bajir on their actual home planet. So it's just kind of a weird wrapping up for me. No, I think that's fair. I mean, I do do think there is a disconnect there. And I think it's probably one thing to explain it as a way, explain it away as, you know, okay, the Andalites are going to say all the Hork-Bajir Bajir have been taken because at some point they don't care about fighting for you know 2% of the population or whatever but you're right that it would be at least helpful to have some clarity to that yeah I guess like say the Andalites Andalites, the Animorphs win in the end there could feasibly be a Hork Bajir planet that's perfectly fine yeah yeah but that makes sense who has who knows you know yeah I don't know it's just the ending was very rushed to me that's fair and it doesn't explain, like, okay, these two people who essentially ruined the pork population or, you know, um, personas, or I, I don't know exactly what I'm looking for, but, and it's just like, oh yeah, they lived, they had kids. It's like, okay, did they continue to try to, sorry, I'm going to put these down. Did it, they continue to try to fight? Was there, did they settle into just a comfortable life of domesticity? I mean, like, it's, it's just a really weird wrap up to get to the point of the fact that Toby is a seer. Yeah. Which is cool. I like Toby, but... All cards on the table. Did not remember Toby even existed. Oh yeah, Toby's a big deal. I mean, okay, I remember that Toby exists in as much as I know that that uh, Jeremy and Ket were going to have a kid, but that Toby is a seer and is a potentially important part of the story is not something that I had recalled. What else have we got? There was another reference to Driftball in this one, which was the name of the Andalite yeah, sport was, we couldn't I, come up with last time. As soon as I read it, I was like, well, that was it. Yeah. We learn how Andalites smooch. And Hork Bajir smooch. Yes. Um, I mentioned the Andalites because as soon as I hit that, I realized something. Andalites kiss by putting their pal- the palms of their hands against another Andalite's face. In the first book, this is what I checked before we started recording in the first book when tobias hangs back elfanger puts his hand against the side of his head against his face oh yeah he knew that's we know he knew that's how that's how tobias gets like that extra bit of little instruction and knowledge yeah huh interesting yeah and what was your kiss by slamming their horns together their their head horn their forehead horn yeah they get horny there you go yeah i wasn't gonna but the word horns came out enough times that i could not at that point that's fair yeah mercifully i can't do an austin powers impersonation so fill in the blanks listener at home we appreciate you that was an amazing austin powers good job <laughs> just nice like job. cut in an actual clip of austin powers talking i was thinking more like dora the explorer where that she's like <laughs> where's boots <laughs> oh he is over there yeah. you know the dora the explorer movie is out yep i have not decided if i want to see it or not because man it took years to get dora the explorer songs out of my head i mean i mostly am just shocked that it exists if i'm being honest the one where she's adulterous teenager yes yeah i'm here for it it's a weird nostalgia <laughs> i was gonna say it's it's the kind of strange pull that i 100 support but it's not something i was ever into what you're telling me that you don't have siblings under the age of like 20 i do in fact in fact even 
Mm. I actually don't know how old Dora is. I even just know how old my younger siblings are. Even the siblings over 20. Actually, I don't have any under 20. They are all over 20 now. But the two younger ones did watch it. Um, I just always left the room if I could. Because those songs are earworms. Like Yerks! <laughs> they burrow into your head and take over. Man, that's terrifying. But Yerk with the ability to... Um, shit. I keep wanting to say transform, but that is not the word I'm looking for. Um, teleports into your head through an earworm song. Sounds like a Doctor Who plot. It does, in fact. Sounds like a Doctor Who plot. In fact, that sounds like... Isn't there one... Might even be a two-part episode. It's from the, the pond stretch that I kind of always skip because um, it's after the river stuff. But isn't there one where like Amy looks at a weeping angel and like the image yep. of that takes root in her eye? Yep. That's yeah. why there are no pictures of weeping angels. Yeah. Um... Tim, what else you got? You are uncharacteristically quiet over there. The um, You can see, like, all the good stuff we said about Visser 3 in the first half of this book, you can see it start to go a little bit out the window in the back half of this book. I mean, it's still... did we say good stuff, or did we say that he is more understandable? I said that, that I personally said that Esplan 9466 is the best Visser 3, and I I still stand by that, because by the time he starts to lose it, he's sub Visser 12. <laughs> and sub Visser 12 is not the best Visser 3. He's already sort of become obsessed with taking the and not, you know, necessarily making the best decisions for the situations, but instead trying to become the sole Yerk to take an Andalite. Yeah, I mean, you see the obsession creep in here. The the monologuing about how beautiful Aldrea is as a potential host and as a a goal is. But it it does lend itself a little bit to an explanation that he was as close as, you know, working the eyes you know what i'm saying he was he was there this was he before was, that though i mean you could see it a little bit before that but like it, this as a as a true turning point as like i am now just going to get an andalite body i don't care what else happens yeah yeah it's mean, literally risking his life yeah but yeah you could see it before then where he starts like hey i'm gonna do this it also, uh, if we go back to the Andalite Chronicles again, he does a much better job of making sure that no one is going to be uh, 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 yerk-free and able to rebel when he does his sneaking around and swapping into people's ear canals yeah. uh, antics in part three of that. Yes. Part, t- part two of that? Part two of that. He has definitely learned. Yeah, like, you get, I mean... <laughs> So far, more than really anyone else, we have gotten a lot of Visser 3, like, learning and scheming and changing and, like, a way clearer character arc. Do you think that means that Visser is not about Visser 3? Tim? I don't know what it's about. Because it's not called Visser 3. I had assumed, obviously, this whole time it was, and I still kind of do. But have you, have you seen the cover art for it, Tim? Well, I a, did when I bought it, and I want to say it's it's just an Andalite's face. So, but I it's a whole Andalite. Yeah, okay. But... I very much <laughs> it is a ripped Andalite. I very much could be. I, I would not have been surprised if you told me I was remembering that completely wrong. But I, the way that these stories progress, they do seem to be focused on good old Esplan. So, and I that was what I was just sitting here wondering: is does the Elemis Chronicles continue the story that's told in the Andalite Chronicles and the Horkbajir Chronicles? The Elemis or the Visser? Well, no, the Elemis was what I was thinking of. Because yeah. it seems like it would naturally be just a completely different story. But that's the same thing I said about the Andalite Chronicles. So now I really want to read that and I want to read Visser, like, desperately. Well, well we've got a while. <laughs> yeah. 
What's that? We've got a while. Yeah, I figured. Visitor does not come up until January 2020. Yikes. That's only six months away. You know what, though? The, these two books, the, well, I guess they're, what, four books? The Andalite Chronicles and the Horde Chronicles? Yeah. They do do a really good job of, they're, like, great companion pieces. Like, a lot yeah. of times prequels, like, we know how prequels can be a little bit problematic in, in different manners. But these these work well together. Yeah. And they, they make a, a neat, coherent story that works very well. I think it's smart that they base these books on characters that we know. Yeah, I agree. Or at least have one character. And, and granted, Horkbajir steers away from that a little bit. Yeah. Um, at a, I mean, we're 22 books in, so it's like, I don't know, that's what, three years to a kid? So since this started, or two or three years? Either way, a kid has grown up enough that they're like itching for more, and it's okay to kind of not have Chapman suddenly on a Horkbajir <laughs> planet. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, speaking of things being problematic, though, there was another thing I wanted to mention going back to the quick ending. Uh, glossing over introducing an, a, a non-indigenous virus to a new class culture is also pretty colonialist so that's keeping up with all of that yeah bullshit yeah yeah i mean if i was ever a fan of andalites which i'm assuming i probably was at some point uh definitely not anymore yeah. i mean axe and maybe elfanger yeah but those are soft spots in my heart yeah yeah they are pretty awful axe is willing to um he's i mean probably just because he is a kid you know is learning that hey uh there are other ways yeah well, i mean we see both in axe and in this in aldrea the younger Andalites, when actually faced with hard choices, recognizing the fallacies and even evils of earlier generations and siding with other people. X after some hand-wringing, makes the call to, you know, officially declare Jake his prince and to kind of renounce yeah. the Andalites. And we see here in a very specific way, like, when this is over, Aldrea is not an Andalite anymore. I almost wish this book was written for adults because, man, I would have loved the angst of, like, them trying to get their relationship together because, <laughs> man, that is a long bridge of trust that has to be rebuilt. Oh, yeah. Because, like, yeah, we got some teenage hormones going on and sure we feel things, but God, she did terrible things to him and his people and yeah i mean she is a monster she like is. if i were if i were one of one of uh doc's friends i would be sticking down and saying look <laughs> maybe date a nice hork bajir girl who hasn't tried to i don't know manipulate you and repeatedly almost get you killed for her own ends and uh lie to you over and over and over and over again yeah but like i guess that's sort of the the joy of the hork bajir right like if they were maybe uh a more analytic race that's how they would have landed but you know dax a little more i guess driven by emotion well i don't know it only takes them 20 minutes to become good york killers yeah it's true god i cried i mean just the line about the nightmare dance yeah all the hork stomping the the prone yorks on the ground no i I definitely like i said this this was not the same as with the chi and i don't know if it's because i'm more invested with these people like over the course of or these characters over the course of this book series than i was then but this was much more like gut-wrenching and and terrible well, you see the cost of the decision made on behalf of the Hork-Bajir yeah. in this one. I mean, it's Doc basically making a decision for them all with little other decision to be made. Sure. But you watch them pay that price. You never actually watch the Chi pay the price. That's you see true. Eric, after the fact, coping with it some. And I don't know, like, I just 
Well, yeah, I guess I guess so. I guess it does translate because just having more, I don't know what word I'm trying to think of. Like I'd have less worry about the chi than I would the Horkbajir just because of the advanced level of the chi. Even though I know the chi can't unfeel whatever it is they felt, which is probably way terribler, terribler, if that's a word. But I don't know. It just I, didn't, it didn't grab me like the, the Horkbajir Chronicles did. Yeah. I do wish I had listened. I had thought to listen back to the episode where we were introduced to the chi because I do feel like there was a big discussion of like, should he do this or not? Yes, there you know? was. And I definitely and fell on one side of that discussion and I'm yeah. on the other definitely. side now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no question. I mean, that's it's it's funny. When you ask people if they remember the series, they're like, Oh yeah, that's series in the nineties. I think I read one or two and it's like uh, especially older generations where it's like, Oh yeah, that's fun series like kids read and stuff, but it's like, Do you understand what this series has <laughs> done to you, a thirty something year old man <laughs> within like a span of fourteen books? I mean the right. honest the honest answer for me was like I, I read the whole thing. As I have demonstrated repeatedly, I've forgotten much of it. But oh my, it has explained a great deal about various <laughs> right. neuroses and anxieties and worldviews that I have, right? Yes. See, I yes. don't I don't think it would have I think that 39-year-old Tim reads these books way different than 14 or 15-year-old Tim would have. I think a lot of this would have been wasted on 14 or 15-year-old Tim. What I about mean, like more so Tim? Yeah, more okay, definitely on 10-year-old <laughs> Tim. He'd have been like, "Ooh, space monsters." You know, like the 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 nuances of what each character is thinking and why they're doing what they're doing, all that stuff would have been I don't think I was actively pondering that as a child, but I do agree with Alex like a lot of this has subconsciously done something to me yeah Yeah. you know like i i know that i was not sitting here reading a lot of the same nuance and certainly not in the way that i am now yeah um i mean i can guarantee you that just because as a human being i am fortunately not the same thing i was 20 years ago Um, but, like, for sure there are things like, yes, that just kind of stuck in there and became internalized as a thought process. I mean, I I don't know any other way to put it beyond just, yeah, like, it is, looking back, there's a lot of whole, okay, yeah, I can see where this is probably where that started, because there's not much other place that could have been it for some of this. I mean, if you look at the other stuff I was consuming at the time, media-wise, you had things like Power Rangers, which occasionally went some places but usually in more mainstream tidier ways it's more black and white there was nothing this messy usually um i i think it felt messier as as a kid and especially given that i would have watched most of it in reruns out of order yeah that would make it messy yes (laughs) i mean and that was the way like a lot of like x-men the x-men cartoon is probably another another thing the x-men and the spider-man cartoons are probably other things that's had sort of that same that same I watched them out of order, but they were still very much like, this is the good guy and this is the bad guy. And it was rare that that line got blurred. This kind of fluid morality even even if i wasn't spending time on it the exposure to it there's no way i got this from anything else anything else that i watched or read at the time i'm just gonna keep laughing at the fact that at one point i asked him you know are there do you think there are any good yurts or something along those lines you no. (laughs) i um i can't i i like i can only imagine what i would have thought if i had read hork chronicles first yeah i don't think we ever pondered doing this series actually like in timeline order because one elemis chronicles is super 
were big spoilers yeah. for the last few books and two it wouldn't have had the impact yeah i uh, think you and i might have had a brief conversation yeah i think it was one of those we should we know we like all one like line of we should should yeah. we consider no actually never mind i'm not even going to yeah the closest we came was maybe everything but elemist and do elemist after yeah yeah because i i think no i think that actually was the co- conversation was should we leave elemist where it was published yeah. or do it right before the last I think yeah. I think it's technically takes place right before the last book. Because we came back to that when we were setting in the Discord, yeah. the, the the official reading order that we published. Yeah. Because I know we had to like stop and talk again. The are we sure we want to put this on publication date? Yeah. Um. And my answer was yes, just because that's how I know I read it originally. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, if we yeah. by that point we will have done all the books in publication order. So yeah. What else? Yeah. Genocide. Super fun. Uh, we do get a brief reference to the fact that not all the warriors are men. Yeah. Um, of course, 90 something percent of them are, but, uh, but definitely there is a line that's, you know, there are some and like, it seems every other race, women be hysterical. I will say my favorite line in this one, my favorite Aldrea line in this one, I should say, was the, the Yerks are here. Is that big enough news to uh, to <laughs> earn a priority one designation? And then in the admission that like, we just thought you were being dramatic. I felt that in my bone, not gonna lie. Yeah. I know that when they said the Andalites kiss by touching their face with their palms, all I could think about was the Captain Picard face palm thing. <laughs> like, I bet the if they- Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Andalite would look at it and be like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're holding your face as you say this, Tim. I know, yeah. <laughs> What are you doing, Tim? Oh. You know, I bet Andalites would be very disturbed by the finale to uh, Phantom of the Opera, Keep Your Hand at the Level of Your Eyes. <laughs> like, all these people wandering around this creepy old theater with touching their own faces. <laughs> They're not touching it. You keep it here. Yeah, but if you're running down the stairs, you're going to smack yourself a few times. Jesus. I don't need that visual. Thank you. What can I say? You I'm should clumsy. always do that so you don't get a noose around your neck. Yes. It's also a great way to make sure you don't have your picture taken if you don't want it just keep your hand at the level of your eyes and always on your on a swivel for that what else anything else can i read dax's like full-on speech of course yeah. <clears throat> is this the one that aldrea meets with you've been holding that one in for a while haven't you yep cool you almighty andalites there's no limit to your arrogance is there well let me tell you something we may be simple people but we don't use biology to invent monsters and we don't enslave other species and we don't unleash a plague unleash a plague of parasites on the galaxy and danger every other free species and then go swaggering around like the lords of the universe no we're too simple for all that we're too stupid to lie and manipulate we're too stupid to be ruthless we're too stupid to know how to build powerful weapons designed to annihilate our enemies until you came andalite we were too stupid to know how to kill that is fucking amazing it made me think of merchant of venice i know how this series ends but i can probably no because i was probably about 10 at the time i don't think i had this but I really hope Andalites get knocked down a, pe- a peg or two. I just really hope that happens. <laughs> Tim, you got anything else? I know you've got one other thing, Tim. I do have one other thing. You've got some animal trivia. I do have the animal trivia this week. Tim, yesterday or day before, sends me a link to an article. And I respond with, so I guess you're doing animal <laughs> trivia this week. I, I just, I saw this one and I couldn't pass it by. So to answer your question, Meg, no, it's not about starfish butts. <laughs> oh, sad. Although I am very proud of my Venn diagram 
diagram that I made earlier. <laughs> and if you have not checked out our Twitter feed, please do that. Yeah, in case you're wondering, Alex keeps sending me pictures of <laughs> starfish butts, which to is be, okay. And to be fair, that's not the starfish's actual butt. It just looks like a butt. A starfish anus is on the underside, near the mouth. Thank you. I wonder what you're sending pictures of then. <laughs> Maybe you should follow our minds at your Twitter. I think I need to go on Twitter. I haven't been on Twitter in a couple oh. of days. Yeah, there is a whole conversation between Panelology and Minds at Yerk earlier. <laughs> Go check that out in just a minute. But first... But first... Fungal hallucinogens send cicadas on sex binges after their genitals fall off. <laughs> and, like, just at There's the headline, I was like... touching involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just at that headline i was like well that's that's got to be something there um this is from uh, what is sciencealert.com and it says in latest gruesome nature news scientists have discovered a new detail on a fungus that compels its cicada hosts to mate long after their genitals have gone and their bodies have turned into what one reacher colorfully describes as flying salt shakers of death <laughs> The fungus is called Massospora cicadina, I think, and its effects read like an abstinence campaign for cicadas. Um, it, it's apparently a, something that just grows inside of them, and this is how they react to them. It also warns that humans should not try to, to gather any effects from cicadas, because it's one of a thousand compounds that are found in cicadas, and most of which are pretty harmful. So I love that scientists understand that any time they talk about a thing that makes an animal horny, they need to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> please don't please don't try okay uh the the other another fun fact about this is that uh, these can develop into full-blown stage two infections where the fungus blooms inside their bodies and turns them into many crop dusters of doom it will also cause the males to flap their wings like females for what the article calls snuggle time in order to spread itself to other cicada bugs as well right. yeah <laughs> good times good times and this is a preview of tim and me talking about swamp <laughs> <laughs> reaching hard into that body horror <laughs> thank you tim yeah, for sharing you're welcome um i know that there's really not any way that technology would affect anything in this book but that's only presuming that york robots never exist yeah can we talk about how quickly they are churning out new technology though but not I mean, york bots they've got some good scientists who are great at stripping things down and putting them back together kid me finding ways oh, to smush together beast wars transformers toys like power ranger zords <laughs> would definitely have been one of those yurks were i in fact a yurk <laughs> Also, this planet is like super rich in nutrients and minerals and bull everything yeah. that you need, and it's kind of insane. But no, like it's nine months, I think. Yeah, something like that, less than a year, maybe around a year, and they've got two new types of ships. The dra new dracon guns. beam, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's kind of... I, okay, so I'm currently reading the Darth Vader um, comic. Yeah. And Darth Vader is, in the movies is a super bad guy. Everybody's afraid of him. But the movies don't quite show the background of, like, why. Like, yeah, he's kind of scary because, like, he's got that force power and all that stuff. But, like, he is... These people are, like, peeing in their pants scared of him. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I was feeling with this book with the Yerks, where it's like, yeah, Yerks are terrifying. 
because yeah i mean they can take control of your body but also yorks are really fucking brilliant and like this is even more terrifying so it's kind of because we as we established last episode it's this is in the 60s so it's only been about 30 years that all this has been going on in 30 earth years and that's insane and so i guess it's really cool to see an added bonus of like hey these yurks are terrifying because they can control you but also look how quick they can build shit yeah and it's not like they have host species many or in some cases any hosts that are of the races that built the techno technology they're reverse engineering they're not just yeah pulling on like it's not like they've infested neil degrasse tyson and are pulling right. up everything he knows about astrophysics it's no i mean jeds are probably really dumb and orc bajir are super innocent and squid no are probably not stupid in any ways but they don't create anything yeah like some na might have some knowledge of like how to fix junk that they're gonna resell maybe but cannibalizing and recombining entire different races technologies together that is some impressive shit how do they enslave the arn though that's another take they they don't they do. It they says, don't. Ins- they don't make them controllers, but they enslave. Oh, them. they turn oh, them into oh, I see what you're saying. hard workers. And I guess a species that's willing to add a kill switch to themselves doesn't seem like a species that's just. I don't want to say roll over and let themselves get enslaved, but that quickly they added a kill switch. Why not add? Yeah, but the, why not just destroy yourselves? I mean, like, what's the point anymore? The kill, I mean, the kill switch does it for you. That's the difference. Well, here's the but thing. Okay, the they're arcs- not controllers, but they do. There is a passage that says that they are no, being no, no. used to help that's- build technology and minds and stuff that's what i'm saying the kill switch does it for you they're not strong enough to sit here and fight or try and do something else if a yurk gets inside of them then they die and it's over but when the yurk doesn't get inside of them they're not gonna put up a fight they're not gonna they're gonna do as they're told they're not they're horrible on every level just on every level okay i'm not going to to i don't think this is what you're saying i don't think this is what you mean to say let's not let's not though let people think that what we mean is people who have been enslaved are horrible and and not putting up a fight. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. No, I know. I'm just, I'm being clear on that one. Yeah. Now. I imagine the conversation works like this. Hey, let's infest them. Oh, well, that didn't work. It died. Okay, well, you, you, Arn, you have two choices. Do this for us or die. And I'm sure some were just, you know, draconed and dead. And some probably were like, you know what? We can live and maybe the Zandalites will show up and save us. Yeah, I guess. Maybe eventually they'll leave and won't have infested us. So we'll just figure something figure out some new genetically engineered scheme yeah i guess like i imagine those that are that are used as slave labor are doing it out of some kind of it's that or die and i'd rather not die which is pretty much i think how that mechanic works anyway you have a massive power imbalance and your choices are live or die no, it makes sense. I'm just still annoyed. Yeah. Arnoid. Arnoid. Um, on the bright side, no ways that security cameras would make a difference in this one. No, they would not. <laughs> Although maybe there are some kind of security cameras. Like... Visser 3 actually... Visser 3 uses security cameras. Yeah. So like in 30 years, he's like, fuck security cameras. I want that story. I want the story <laughs> that causes Visser 3 to go, fuck security cameras. I want... Yeah, I want Visser 3's Richard Nixon like decade. The... Well, <laughs> okay, I've recorded myself doing this and it has bit me in the face. That's why I'm Visser 3 and not Visser 1. No more recording things! Yeah, why is he Visser 3 and not Visser 1? Because he spent a decade Nixoning. I really want to meet Visser 2. You know Visser 2's entire day is spent going, God, I hope neither of them remembers I exist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we ever meet Visser 2, honestly. 
I'm going to go back to the Google machine. I'm looking it up. Um, but we do find out that there are only nine visitors. Well, there were only nine then. They say that they... Yeah, there's more He now. does say that they'll add more. Yeah. Oh. Do we know how many visitors there are now? Uh, I think he said. He has said at some point. Or somebody I'm, has. Yerk Empire. Visser 2 is mentioned four times and shows up once. Okay. There are at least 32 visitors. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I know we eventually meet another visitor. Visitor 4. But I didn't think we ever saw Visser 2. In fact, Visser 32 lived in one Hedrick Chapman briefly. Oh, look at that. In uh, the Andalite Chronicles. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Visser 2, I actually do remember. And you will too when we get there. Okay. Um, Maybe that is what Visser is. The book Visser. It's just like short stories of all 32 Visers. <laughs> How do you measure? Measure a year Tim, I'm Vissers? giving you huh? like, gold here that you should be writing down for when we make you do predictions. Because at some point, that will be a book you have to do predictions about. I imagine a Visser Christmas party. Vismas party? Vismas party. That's what I'm do thinking. Do they what have is... a religion? I don't know. I don't think they do, but I don't know if I've ever come across an alien species in a series that doesn't have some kind of religious subtext. I mean, like, Andalites definitely do. Yeah. Corpazier do. Taxons even did. Yeah. Of course, they also had, like, a living world entity that existed, yeah. which helped. Um, okay. Back to the show notes. We did not have any new listener questions this week. Did you get anything through Twitter, Meg? No, I didn't post anything. I forgot. Cool. Um, no new ratings and reviews. If you want to do that, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, which I'll probably say again in a minute when I outro. Before I outro, either of you have anything else you want to add or mention or or anything? Um, typically Tim does his predictions. All right. How is that not actually in our... I don't know. Cool. Weird. Okay. Hey, Tim. Hey. What happens? in the next book Tobias broods about things I really yeah it's been like a month since we read the 22 I don't even remember what happened in 22 22 was the end of the David trilogy that's true we found out Tobias did not die yeah Rachel turned David into a rat and she didn't do it but she made him do it um Visser 3 I don't want to say anything that causes spoilers Visser 3 is going to try and take over a business no too big uh he's going to try and take over um a i'm trying to think of something that was sort of 90s um i almost said something but it would have been a massive spoiler without even trying mm. vista 3 is going to try and take over some form of computer business because we seem to be leaning heavy into the computers lately so i, I think that's what he's going to do and tobias is going to save the day as tobias always does when jake makes a plan that doesn't work to infiltrate the computer business actually I think this is the plot of another book we already read and I'm just say, spitting this, this out. Like yeah, number sixteen. Yeah, so yeah. no, completely regurgitating a book we've already read. Yes. I just read a summary of the book, and I had forgotten about this one. No, I'm very excited about this book. Is this? We are not into uh, Ghost Riders yet. Are no, we? I think the one after that starts it, or the or we're two away. I can't remember if mid twenty range is when those start. No, this one was definitely written by Applegate, Applegate and Grant. Cool. Um, okay, let's start with this. Do you think Chapman shows up? No. Do you think we're going to meet new aliens? No, I don't. Do you think 
they're going to sit around and do nothing for a mm-hmm. book? No, I think it's going to be a, an earthly event. They'll, uh... <laughs> an they'll... earthly event? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. I don't... You are getting worse yeah. with these? I don't, I don't think they're going to go anywhere. Do you think the Horkbajir will show up? Yes. Do you think the Chi will show up? No. No Chi. Do you think we will meet any new characters? Ugh, that one's much more vague than New Alien Race. Um, yes. We will get a new character. Give me, give me predictions about this character. Okay. <laughs> His name is Phil. Why is it gotta be a man? It doesn't have to be. I'm just throwing out predictions. It could very much not be. I'm already reading reading this Phil character in Danny DeVito's voice. Go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was an attorney, but he recently (laughs) lost his license. He's been down on his luck for a while. Um, and so now he's gonna try his hand at a new career. He's going to be a circus performer. When he accidentally stumbles upon the morphing cube, and then hijinks ensue. So you are expecting morphing carnies. <laughs> morphing carnies, yes, yes, morphing carnies. Tim, do you actually believe that this is a viable plot? No, not at all. I don't have any ideas for what could possibly happen next in the Tobias book. Um, I do feel like the story, like the David story, was kind of big. So I feel like maybe this isn't going to be like one of those like you know time bending type stories. It's going to be a uh, Visser 3 is defeated kind of story but I as for the the specifics of what actually is coming no I don't I don't have a clue okay which, which direction we're going let's talk okay. prediction strategies okay let's do that okay I let's... could use the help so yeah we're, we're we're we've got time a little bit we can we can <laughs> workshop this with Tim okay. okay we're about we're what a third of the way through this half the way through this something like that we I can... think we're probably closer to a third let's build you some skill set here okay so you've got a book with a specific narrator yes maybe let's start with details of that narrator's life okay what do we know or not know <laughs> about tobias that he's an alien baby we know that yes he doesn't know Just that though. Like, he does not still know that what and <laughs> revolved around tobias i think it's safe to say that tobias and these hork are kind of coming hand in hand these days that's true that's true or you horn know what horn. i guess that's or another thing horn. is that i wasn't really reading this in having taken place in order after the last book and i guess maybe i should have been it 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 does okay. it's literally him done with the david stuff okay restless wanting to find somewhere peaceful to go going to the horkajir finding out that new baby horkajir toby yeah is a seer well and what are see what are the point of seers they are different and they are to lead they are to bring change to their people yes or lead their people to change to use your word yeah mm-hmm. they're horkajir moses yes they are horkajir moses so does that mean they're just gonna lead them out of the valley or toby's gonna lead them out of the valley excuse me i don't know do you think toby I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't know why they would go if he if, if she did. I keep wanting to think that it's Dak. It's not Dak. It's Toby now. We have a different it seer. Toby. Yeah. And Toby is a female. Yeah. Dak is not the current seer. Dak's dead. Yeah. Dak has seen better days. Listen, maybe he died peacefully and went off to Mother Sky and is very, very at peace with that. See, that's that's how I I just sort of assumed it. I don't assume. I assume that they got off planet. That they had their family. That they spent the rest of their days trying to save whatever Horkbajir they could and they were completely ineffective at it. And that over time, the rest of the Horkbajir were taken. I bet that's... Literally... 
some of the their work. family line is in this book. Yeah, yeah. As recently freed, yeah, Parker. Right. The 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 child was. Yeah. Tim did say they were very ineffective. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they they all got taken. Like that happened. But I I see that as as it not being a quick process to take them all. And Doc Cammy has a very particular set of skills. They're just not that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As I ask with every new person, creature, whatever that we meet, do you think we will see these two again? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's the first time you said yes. Wait, are we saying Dakami and Aldrea? Are we? I yes. Actually, no, 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 I don't. Um, there, <laughs> I was thinking of uh, Jeremy and Cat Hellpit. Yes. I mean, I'm not going to lie. We've kind of made that clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, yes, we will see their lineage again. No, we will not see those two particularly again. Okay. I was going to laugh if you were saying yes. No. And then it's the first creatures that we don't. <laughs> yeah. Ket and Jeremy, we will see again. Any other loose Tobias threads that might seem relevant to you? He has a love life. No clue when any of that's going to pay off, if it does. But you don't think there's going to be an Animorphs go on a date book? Uh, It wouldn't surprise me if there is. And I'm sure there's going to be a Jake and Cassie one at some point, you know, like, or at least a book that focuses on that. But yeah, no, it wouldn't surprise me. But no, I don't, I couldn't tell you when it's going to happen. I know, I know I've made the reference before, but every time we talk about the idea of seeing the two of them date, it just makes me picture Rachel sitting on a computer at home playing Hot Tofu Boyfriend. (laughs) When they called uh the the baby hork bajir toby all i could think of was that chili's theme song 100 percent. the toby back ribs that is uh, all i could think of hey tib yeah this is your fault <laughs> barbecue sauce <laughs> so good this is what happens when i try to give tim new new strategies for making predictions <laughs> We still don't get anywhere. No. (laughs) I do think we need to start like building a flowchart for Tim. Yeah. (laughs) Here are things that have happened with Jake. Has had a yerk in his head. Has a brother that has a yerk in his head. Is kind of a dumbass. Here's Marco. Definitely a dumbass. (laughs) Mother. Yerk, father, single. Ready to mingle. <laughs> Currently mingling. Actually, Marco has said his father has been on date. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. remember if that was actually established or if that was me thinking ahead. Um, Yeah. Then there's Cassie. Likes animals. Kind of morally gray, even though she thinks she's very black and white. Kind of has a heart to help creatures and aliens and do dumbass things. God, all of them are dumbasses. <laughs> they are literally preteens or teenagers. Yeah. Okay, fair, fair. Here's Tobias. Is bird. Is bird, yeah. <laughs> Just disappeared is... one day. <laughs> Dad is is alien or retconned human or both or neither. Who knows? Could be Obi-Wan Kenobi's force ghost. IDK. (laughs) Mom? Dad? Maybe. Somewhere? Maybe that that woman who Rachel met in Megamorphs 1. Still don't know. Also has two aunts and uncles. Maybe. 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 Maybe someone. Someday. Well, notice this poor child is missing. (laughs) Because so far, nobody gives a fuck. (laughs) Who else are we missing? Rachel? Um. In love with a bird, bloodthirsty, divorced child, gymnastic. Has seen future vision of herself having eaten her boyfriend. They all saw this. It wasn't just her and it was not the real future. God damn it. It was a real future. It was an alternate timeline. That timeline exists somewhere and I will stop there because I know how alternate timeline stuff is. (laughs) Appreciate it. Thank you. This might be part of why. Also a dumbass. (laughs) Too good at computers. Likes to run around in the field. Calls Jake Prince. Like cinnamon buns. Buns. Speaking of Prince Jake, I watched an interview with Sean Ashmore yesterday. And man, that man is aging just Just throwing that out there. 
I miss Jenna. Were you the one that sent out the message that on the Discord that he was in the new Into the Dark movie? Yes. Yep. I'll definitely watch it. I've watched all of them so far. I am happy to I've report that three. I hit the episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine that I have to assume is the reason why Meg yelled at me to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, in which I got to hear Captain Holt mispronounce Cinnabon. No, but it is a good one. <laughs> no, I don't remember the exact. That probably actually may be one of the reasons. <laughs> Other than just the fact that Brooklyn Nine-Nine is the funnest. Yeah. But okay. yes, Sean Ashmore has a beard, got some gray in it. Very good. Talked about working on it. Well, it was more about working on X-Men and how much he loves the X-Men. David is rat. Probably ruling <laughs> island of rats now. Very much a dumbass. Rat food. First rat to harness nuclear weapons. <laughs> also want to go through, I think you've said we're not seeing David again. Yeah. I think you've said we're not seeing dude that got turned into a taxon again. No. You are now saying we are not seeing female Andalite or pork bajir seer again. Yeah. We should we should definitely start to graph these things. But yeah, no, we're not. That is four creatures, people, whatever, that you think are completely done. Yeah. Despite the fact that we've had all these books that line up that kind of overlap a bunch of different people. Like Chapman showing up. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But like, I just don't so far showing up so many times. I, yeah. I don't see how, like, David, like, he had nothing to do with it beforehand, so there's not going to be any prologues of David. And then he's pretty much eaten by rats at this point, so there's not going to be anything after, unless we have, like, a like an Animorph Afterlife episode, where they all die and go to Animorph, like, whatever is after for Animorphs when they die. Animorph Valhalla. Animorph Valhalla. And then they get kicked out of Valhalla. Wait, no, 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 I've got a better one. I'm sorry. Animorphana. Ah, there you go. Animorphana. We'll go with that one yeah okay we'd like to thank christina spinks for our show art if you are interested in getting some cool art from her email her at c.spinks.animator at gmail.com or visit at chaos does art on instagram peep our social meets at minds at york on facebook twitter and instagram if you want to send us questions comments or love letters you can email us at minds at york at gmail.com our website is minds at york.com and one spells york y-e-e-r-k if you like us and want to help us out rate slash review us on apple podcasts we are available on your podcast listening platform of choice my name is still alex no i know he's doing it on purpose now he is just doing it on purpose fine i mean i'm not actually i just (sighs) i mean you shouldn't have started this bit if you didn't i know i i don't i can't speak for meg but i know i was sitting here waiting for you to do it like i stand by (laughs) it would be better going out but okay somebody say when when war prince aloran stared now my name is alex (laughs) yes it is at this point says megan and i'm tim and until then we We fight we can dance if we want to we can leave your friends behind because your friends got yurks and if they are all yurks they are no friends of mine oh there's a new outro for the rest of the podcast